It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And the national news is for week commencing February 12, 2023. And this week, WIA immediate past president, Greg, and WIA's amateur radio magazine editor-in-chief, Roger. Plus, much, much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm National News Editor Graham VK for Baker Baker. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. This is Greg, VK2GPK, with this week's comment. Unless you were a hermit living in a cave, you would almost certainly be aware that the Spectrum Regulator, the ACMA, has canvassed submissions over the last year or so on its proposed elimination of the current amateur service licence, defined as a non-assigned, meaning not restricted to a fixed location, apparatus licence. In an earlier board comment, based on the ACMA's own description of a class licence, I postulated that the amateur service is not an appropriate use case for a class licence. In other words, a class licence has dubious fitness for purpose for the amateur service. There are unavoidable collateral impacts in various legal contexts outside of the regulator's jurisdiction, with both local and international legislation that create exposures for amateur operators. Importantly, amateur operators would transition from being clients of the ACMA to being at best tenuous stakeholders as unlicensed spectrum users with no real rights of representation with the regulator. This has potentially ominous long-term implications for the future, especially in regard to the retention of the gigahertz spectrum. Well, as was widely anticipated as the only likely outcome, the ACMA's 2022-2027 five-year spectrum outlook, often called the FYSO, and 2022-2023 work program published only a few weeks ago, contains the following sentence. We, that is the APRA, recently reviewed non-assigned amateur and outpost licensing arrangements and concluded that a transition from apparatus license to class licensing was suitable. End of quote. I'll quote the uh, entire context of that, repeating the last sentence. We, being the ACMA, recently reviewed non-assigned amateur and outpost licensing arrangements and concluded that a transition from apparatus to class licensing was suitable. The amateur service is a long-standing and valued user of the radio frequency spectrum and is designed primarily to facilitate hobby radio communications and technical experimentations. Given that there are over 15,000 licensed amateurs in Australia, the transition to class licensing is expected to be a substantial reduction in regulatory burden. End quote. Interestingly, in their definition, the word hobby has never been part of the official definition of the Australian Amateur Service. And ACMA's uh, words above are silent in regards that experimentation has contributed to continual technical innovation for the benefit of society over many decades. And the last sentence is quite telling. What is the regulatory burden? There is no real apparent business case to support such a statement. Why are they eliminating a perfectly serviceable class licence? And by the way, a class licence for the amateur service makes Australia a global outlier. A change to a class licence is non-trivial, as the ACMA has stated. Again, quoting for 
the FYSO in terms of activities planned for 2022 to 2023. The implementation of class licensing arrangements will be a large and complex body of work involving administrative and operational changes to how amateur qualifications and certificates are issued and recognised under the Act, how call signs are managed and consequential changes to deed arrangements for the delivery of amateur radio services. We, that being amateur, that being ACMA, do not expect this body of work to cause interruptions to the amateur radio service for licensees. That's the end of quote. Because of time constraints, I have included in the text version of this comment an extract from ACMA's response to submissions 2022. It is worth reading, especially in regard to committees, which is almost nonsensical. I hope WI affiliated clubs discuss the impending class licence, particularly the ACMA planned activities for 2023 in their meetings. This is not quite yet set in concrete. It is worth remembering that the RRU is the ITU sector owner for the amateur service globally, and the WI is the sole Australian member and also a Region 3 founding member. Until next time, this is Greg, VK2GPK. This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Amateur Radio Magazine is now in newsagents and should be in most members' hands via Australia Post by now. The theme for Issue 1 is on antennas and propagation. Accordingly, our lead item in WAA News covers how Solar Cycle 25 is confounding forecasts of the timing and size of the peak. DXs may be in for a surprise. Another item of note is West News, a new column covering happenings in our largest state, Western Australia. Our correspondent, Will McGee, VK6UU, details the operation of Perth's International Propagation Beacon, VK6RBP. One of the 18 five-band HF beacons at locations across the world, transmitting on all bands from 20 metres through 10 metres. The two authors of our antenna modelling feature series that ran over last year completed by detailing the design of a five-element Yagi for two metres. Meanwhile, Darth Hughes, VK1DSH, completes the description of his multi-mode transmitter for the 2200-metre band. And Phil Fitzherbert, VK3FF, expands on his journey of conserving a Collins S-Line setup this time covering the 75S3 communications receiver. To round out the technical content, Eric, VK3EAC, reveals all about a simple controller for bipolar stepper motors. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 1 for 2023. Published continuously for 90 years. Always published to a schedule, never random. Available in print and online. This has been AR Magazine, Editor-in-Chief, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW, Jason. Hello. In news from Region 1, Turkey and Syria. A 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and Syria February 6, leading to a large loss of life and many casualties. Aftershocks continue in the area, with another large 7.5 magnitude event happening affecting the response. 
The Emergency Communications Group of TRAC will be involved in the response activities primarily expected to be on VHF UHF, but they do also use 3.777 and 7.092 MHz as needed. Transmissions in Turkish have been heard on the frequency 28.540 MHz. Radio amateurs are requested to give way to any emergency traffic around these frequencies. As is Sasa Tango Alpha 1 Echo, president of TRAC, has stated in a report on IARU Region 1 website that Turkey has asked for assistance from the international community and notes that if SAR groups intend to come for assistance, they should contact the embassies of Turkey in their countries. He also says that SAR groups should be advised to have at least one ham radio operator in their team and all the facilities to program their radios. This is a devastating event for the area, but please remember that it's easy for ports and airports to be blocked with unrequested supplies, so only materials formally requested by the relief agency should be dispatched, and only to named destinations, or they're likely to be blocked from import. To Sweden now, in honour of World Radio Day tomorrow, Monday, February 13, Radio station SAQ in Grimeton, Sweden, and amateur radio station Sierra Kilo 6, Sierra Alpha, Quebec, are scheduled to be on the air to send out a peace message to the world using the unique 1924 200kW Alexanderson alternator on 17.2kHz CW. Test and tuning transmissions will begin approximately at 1200 UTC and SAQ will be on the air for 20 to 30 minutes. Start-up and tuning of the Alexanderson alternator will begin at 14.30 UTC and the transmission of the peace message from SAQ will start at 1500 UTC. Sierra Kilo 6, Sierra Alpha Quebec has picked a set of unique frequencies with a connection to SAQ's transmission frequency on 17.2 kHz and will be QRV between 0900 UTC and 1400 UTC on the following frequencies. On CW, it can be heard on 3517.2, 7017.2 and 14017.2 kHz. On SSB, it can be heard on 3755 and 7140 kHz. QSL cards will be available and there'll be live coverage on YouTube. For more information about the World Radio Day event and SAQ Grimeton, visit their website. To Great Britain, March 10-19 to is British Science Week, an annual event celebrating science, technology, engineering and maths, STEM. It provides a platform to support teachers, STEM professionals and the public in delivering STEM activities and events across the UK. This year's theme is Connections, which lends itself perfectly to wireless communication and amateur radio-related activities. The RSGB will put together a set of activities suitable for children in early years, primary and secondary school. The RSGB hopes its resources will inspire all to get involved too. To Germany now, the 46th Ham Radio Exhibition and the 72nd Lake Constance Convention, both organised by DARC, will take place from Friday, June 23rd, until Sunday, June 25th, 2023, in Friedrichshafen on Lake Constance. Thomas Reed, Delta Fox 2 Oscar Oscar, 
from the DARC International Affairs Committee says an informal international meeting for representatives of all IARU member societies will be held on Friday, June 23rd, followed by an international reception on Friday evening. In news from Region 2 in Kentucky, FCC helps underwrite exam costs for young amateurs. One amateur radio club in Kentucky is making full use of an FCC measure that helps cover costs for amateur radio candidates under the age of 18. Alec, VK2Alpha Papa Charlie, is following the thread. The Paducah Amateur Radio Association is encouraging their local youngsters between 8 and 13 to join the club's program, which it calls Pre-Teen Talkers. The goal is to help them take the FCC licensing exam and get on the air. Last April, the FCC and the ARRL announced a negotiated agreement permitting volunteer examiners at amateur radio clubs to waive the $35 license fee for applicants under the age of 18 and reduce the $15 ham radio testing fee to just $5. Nice touch by the USA regulator. But the good news doesn't stop there. Ham Club Secretary Michael Durr, Kilo November 4 Tango India Papa, told local TV WPSD that those who pass the entry-level technician exam will become eligible for a free handheld radio to be given to them by the Paducah Amateur Radio Club. For VK1 WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, 2023, February 25-26, New Zealand's Jock White Memorial Field Day. This annual ZL contest is named to honour Jock White ZL2GX NZAT contest and awards manager for over 40 years. The Jockwad is always held on the last full weekend in February. Dates and times. Remember, these are daylight seven times in New Zealand. Saturday, 1500 hours to 2400 hours. Sunday, 0600 hours to 1500 hours. And on 1480 metres. Overseas stations in the South Pacific area are welcome and a special category exists for us. March 1819, John Moyle Field Day. UTC 100 hours. Saturday to 0059 hours Sunday. Year to contest. Youngsters on the air. First round, 22nd of April. 0800 hours to 1959 hours UTC. Eagle-eyed Peter Parker has corrected the date for the Harry Angel. May 6, a Saturday. Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, 106 minutes, is an annual 80-meter contest established in 1999 to commemorate the life of Harry Angel VK4HA. At the time of his becoming a silent key, was the oldest licensed amateur in Australia, at 106. The duration of the contest is 106 minutes, each minute for each year of Harry's life. May 2021, Don Edwards Memorial Slow Moors Contest begins the weekend after Mother's Day. 80 metre section, Saturday 20th of May, 6 to 9pm Sydney time, 40 metre section, afternoon of Sunday, 21st of May, 1 to 4 pm, Sydney time. DX window and my four to listen out for and work are Brazil, ZX89L, until February 15, 
to commemorate the 89th anniversary of the founding of the Brazilian Amateur Radio Society, LABRE. QSL for LTW. Peter, G4HSO is active holiday style as S79 stroke G4HSO from the Seychelles until the 21st of February, concentrating on CW and VARAC. Note Peter has asked for no paper QSLs. Now those not up on the mode VARAC during special interest group news, I'm sure Bruce will have something on it this week. Samoa, Pista, HA5AO, George, HA5UK, and Paul, W7IV, are QRV as 5W0DX, from Sabay Island, IOTA, OC097, until February 28 on 80 to 10 metres, using CW, SSB, and RITI. QSL via operator's instructions. Kuwait, Special Event Station 9K9 NLD is active until February 28 to commemorate Kuwait's National Liberation Day. For BK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. This is VK1WIA, the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service, heard across Australia every week via relay stations such as the Mount William Repeater in Western Australia on 146.9 MHz. The news can be heard in Mandurah at 9am every Sunday morning and can also be downloaded from the website www.wia.org.au at any time. The WIA website also lists the other rebroadcasts of the national news. I'm Mark, VK6QI. Media Watch and the RSGB was delighted to see the feature in the Times on Saturday the 28th of January about amateur radio. It was a great opportunity to highlight both amateur radio and the society in the mainstream media. The feature, called Ham Radio Tunes Into a New Generation, and you can still read it online. Just go to thetimes.co.uk and search for amateur radio. Now from the UK to Australia. Three members of the Cairns Amateur Radio Club, Steve, VK4SJB, Mark, VK4JU, and I, operated the club's contest station, VK4 Hotel Mike, for the Australia Day contest. While we were setting up a field station on the Esplanade in Cairns, a promo SMS I sent earlier to the local ABC radio station was read out by the breakfast announcer. Then we got a surprise visit from the show's producer with his recorder. And the following morning, an interview of about eight minutes was broadcast during the popular breakfast program. This was broadcast by ABC Local Radio all over Cape York and far north Queensland. We plan to operate from the same place for the John Moyle Memorial Contest in March. Keep an ear out for us. This is Bob of VK4BOB signing off for the Cairns Amateur Radio Club. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3 Triple F, Bruce. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest groups, ATV. Now, again, a reminder, a video adaptation of this WIA national news exists thanks to Bevan VK5BD and a link to the YouTube channel 
is always found in the text edition of this news each week. But now let's go to the movies. Suit Sat 1, AMSAT Oscar 54, deployed from the ISS 17 years ago, February 3rd. It played voice messages in languages recorded by ARIS partners and students from around the globe. It also sent telemetry data. It was lost 15 days later. Suit Sat came back to life in a 2021 short horror film. If you'd like to watch the sci-fi horror short film Decommissioned based on the Arasutsat, it can be found on YouTube at the link we like in the text edition of this newscast. Best read at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Group News and Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Sonta. East Malaysia. On air, on a mountaintop, is 9M8 Sota from the mountains in Sarawak, 80 to 10 metres, using CW, SSB and FT8. 9M8 Sota's length of stay is unknown. QSL via LITW. Sota, South Africa. Be listening February 18th, a Saturday for many activations, from South Africa, as that's the day they will be celebrating their 20th anniversary of SOTA in that country. Closer to home, it takes all types to make up a park fest. Marty, VK4KC, speaks up. While most will be driving from their home QTH to Pilliger in the comfort of their motor vehicle, spare a thought for Stuart, VK3UAO. That's VK3 Uniform Alpha Oscar, who is incorporating the Pilliger Parkfest weekend as part of his long bicycle journey, in which he will depart his home QTH at Nidri, a suburb of Melbourne, on around April the 8th, and ride for three weeks to Pilliger, and then following Pilliger, will ride for another week to Port Macquarie. That's a total of 1,550 kilometres. Stuart will try and activate one park per day and will report his position via APRS using some custom-made equipment and a flowerpot antenna for his bike. His QRZ page will have a map showing his daily progress. For the weekend he is at Pilliger, he will pair up with another park activator and be driven between parks in a motor vehicle to give his legs a break. What an adventure! I'm sure the ham radio community joins with me in wishing Stuart all the best as he prepares his gear and his body for this gruelling adventure. All are welcome to attend the Pilliger Parkfests on the 29th and 30th of April. For more information, contact Alan, VK1 Alpha Oscar, or Marty, VK4 Kilo Charlie, whose details are on their QRZ pages. Pilliger Parkfest the place to be in 2023. I'm Marty, VK4KC, on behalf of the Pilliger Parkfest Organising Committee. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Digital, VARAC, or V-A-R-A-C. Earlier, Felix mentioned that DX station in the Seychelles using CW and VARAC. Gaining in popularity, some who were FT8 devotees have swung to VARAC. They say you get the best of both worlds, a quick connection for the log using the ping function where it exchanges signal report and location, 
or you can have a proper chat by calling or answering a CQ call. If you nip out, someone can leave your message in your mailbox and likewise, if you see someone on and connect to them, you can leave them a message if they don't answer. And one of the best features, it's been suggested, is the beacon function, where stations will leave their beacon running once every 15 minutes, so you can see exactly what the propagation is doing, as well as who is online. It is still quite new, so give it a go and be an early-ish adopter. Artificial intelligence, but real rag chew. ChatGPT is the intensely popular chatbot launched last year by OpenAI. It has quite literally become the talk of more than quite a few towns, if not the world. Now it seems it is also the talk of amateur radio. Ralph Squillaci, KK6ITB from AR Newsline explains. An enterprising ham in Manitoba, Canada, has found a way to use a voice recognition engine and a text-to-speech engine to give ChatGPT its own voice via transmission that occurs over D-Star. Five years ago, he successfully integrated voice assistant products with popular ham radio platforms. His recent addition of ChatGPT simply meant including it as one more platform. An article on the Hackaday website describes the process. A D-Star digital voice transmission is received and transcoded to regular digital audio. A voice recognition engine delivers the question for ChatGPT's AI. The AI's output then enters a text-to-speech engine, which delivers the question's reply over D-Star. William has registered the VE4 AVS call sign just for these applications. He stressed that all of this is still in the experimental phase. However, he posed one question that might prove too tough even for ChatGPT itself to tackle. Could the AI answer enough questions to qualify for a license and an upgrade on its own? We're listening for that answer. This is Ralph Squillaci, KK6ITB. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, AO95QRT. After a lingering illness of the battery, AO95 passed away peacefully on December 23rd. While a miraculous return is always possible, it's not expected. AO95, known prior to launch as Fox 1 Cliff to commemorate amateur satellite pioneer Cliff Bushard, K7RR, who became a silent key himself in 2007, launched in 2018. Shortly after deployment, it was discovered that the receiver had failed for unknown reasons. Still, the satellite provided an easy-to-receive beacon and telemetry data for over four years before the NICAD batteries failed. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Now to Alan, VK4HIT, with news from Ipswich and District Radio Club. Robert, VK4KHW, highlighted this year's Weissen events, with the first being the Pinnacles Classic on April 2. This will be followed by the Brisbane Trail Marathon on April 30, Guzzler Ultramarathon, July 22 and 23, Lake Manchester Trail, August 20, and Mount Glorious Trail, November 12. Ipswich will be joining with Brisbane Weissen for the Kuya Horse Ride on March 18 and 19. Additional volunteers are always needed and are very welcome to help bolster numbers at checkpoints. Contact ipswichweisen at gmail.com 
if you can help at any or all of these events throughout the year. Reporting from Ipswich, this is Alan, VK4, Hotel India Tango. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. CW Vox converts DA and DIT speech into Morse code with an Arduino. Every project these days that involves detecting speech seems built around complicated algorithms, machine learning, pattern matching and spectrum analysis, to name a few. However, amateur radio operator Kevin Lowen, KB9RLW, created CW Vox, a voice-activated Kia that converts the spoken dits and dars into Morse code using only an Arduino Nano's ADC. The Nano has a simple 8-bit microcontroller. That board, a couple of transistors and a few passive components are all you need to convert verbal Morse code into electronic tones. KB9RLW provides a real-time demonstration of CW Vox in action in this week's National News Script, wia.org.au. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. 2023 social scene in VK4 Redcliffe. Redfest happens April 1. For all of VK, it's the WIA AGM May 13. 10.30am Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's proposed for Canberra. It'll be a hybrid event conducted both in person and by video conference and be able to be viewed on an internet streaming platform. And in VK4, Sunfest, and note the date, it is September 9 at Mountain Creek State School's massive air-conditioned auditorium just off the Sunshine Motorway. And Mountain Creek is tucked into the west of Mooloolaba. Now, till next we meet, I am Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.